I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna clap yep, it. Let's do this. I'm gonna clap it. I'm gonna I'm a Is that good? Welcome to The Crunch, episode 31. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Postle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. This is, uh, this is a good day. This episode's coming out on Easter, so happy Easter if you're listening. Um, yeah. Christ is risen. Um, Jesus is back. We're rolling in it, but we're recording on Holy Saturday, so I'm a bit more somber than I would be if we were actually recording on Sunday. Sure, so I'm very reflective. Yeah, I'm a little bit reflective. I'm trying to I'm trying to be as chipper as possible for the people that are listening during the great octave of Easter when you have the official dispensation to sin as much as you want for eight days. Um, go, I'm I'm gonna go to so many ragers. Like I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm gonna party so much. I'm not gonna on, party during necessarily. Um, no, absolutely. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, but I have I have two tests and a project due next week, so I don't really have a lot of time to be joyous. I'm going to be, um, what's the word, miserable for most of the time. So that's kind of like Easter, right? Feast feast with the church, Ethan. Feast with the church. I would feast with the church if the church, if, 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 the, if the academic system would just respect. Respect, if, respect my religion's desire for me to have eight days off. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we all deserve. I go to anyway. a Catholic school. Yeah? How many days off do you get? I don't understand. I don't understand why Easter break starts on Holy Thursday for us and stops on Easter Monday. Why not just get the whole octave? Why isn't our spring break connected to our Easter break? That's what I want to know. Start writing letters to your congressman, uh, everybody, because we, <laughs> we need to change this immediately. The entire society needs to revolve around our specific belief system. That's N- not not Catholic right belief up- system. Mine and Patrick's belief system, because ours is the most specifically. Important. We not really, even just really mine, but Ethan's, just Ethan's yeah. belief system. Look at how radical I am. You can't oh, do okay. stuff like that. The audience can't see that stuff. Well, they don't need to see it. They didn't pay for it. Um. All right. <laughs> this is a weird intro. What's up? Can that good? last line just? How's be it, how was how was uh, how's your triduum? Did you go home? I did. I am home right now. Good. Good. Same. Like, as you can see, but nobody yeah, else. Well, can I can see. see nobody else can um, see. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did go home. Um, went to Good Friday yesterday. Hung out with my old youth group. We watched this. We watched The Passion last night. Ate some mac and cheese. It was. It was fun. The Passion always gets. Always gets me. You're never prepared for that. But we're not going to talk about that because it's Easter. Yeah. Do you want to hear a travesty? Um, I do. My is it about a guy named Travis? I wish. Um. We, on Friday night after uh, our Good Friday service, we were all staying up, the whole family. We were staying up till midnight so we could snack a little bit. Nice. And we were, my mom wanted to watch The Passion, but my brothers didn't. So we just flipped around on TV trying to look for a good movie to watch. And we settled for Son of God, which is like The Passion, <laughs> but not good. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Hey, I liked the Son of God you, movie. I thought it was good. You thought it was good? It was not it was not a it was not a movie. It was just a bunch of clips oh, that yeah. like took different parts of the gospel and then mooshed them together <laughs> and then made it worse. <laughs> and like the CGI Jesus standing on the water was oh man. It was that not was, good. Yeah. That was not good. I don't know. I liked I liked how after the resurre- or after the ascension they went right back to the Eucharist. I liked that. Well, I thought it was very Catholic. 
Uh, well, I I have to admit, full full confession here, I only made it halfway through, and then I uh, <laughs> stopped watching. So, and and my confession, that's the only part that I remember. So you very well could be <laughs> right. It's probably terrible, and I agree with you. Regardless of the quality of film that either of us saw on Good Friday, irregardless, no of the quality. That's not a word. Uh, we're back. <laughs> it's it's Sunday. We're in the octave of Easter. It's a good time, uh, and we've got some good thinking good good nuggets of wisdom coming at you straight from the horse's mouth good chocolate bunnies of wisdom good oh i'm so excited for those reese like reese's easter eggs boy let me tell you something yes yes my mom was like what 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 candy do you want on easter and i was like two words mom reese's easter eggs dang it that peanut butter that chocolate (laughs) combo so creamy so tasty you can just you can just eat them. You can just eat them. Just one after you the other. Eat you, just, you just, just look at the wrapping and you just you just eat them. They're <laughs> so you just suck them up, like oh man. <laughs> and then we're oh oh I'm so excited. Don't get me all all in a tizzy over these candies. It's because it's not <laughs> Easter yet. I'm trying not to get too excited. Oh boy! Now I'm gonna be hungry for the rest of the podcast. My mouth is watering. I'm salivating. It's okay. Easter starts after the Easter vigil, so you can just. So I'm gonna go ham. Eat the eggs. I'm gonna go, Get it? go ham. I'm gonna drive. Oh, because people eat ham on Easter. Yeah, that was. That's good. the joke. Hey, we got it. <laughs> That's the joke. Funny joke. Start right. it. <laughs> I saw that meme for the first time today. For the first time. That's such a first old time. Meme. I know. Oh my gosh. You're like six <laughs> years old. I'm over hey, it. Cut it with that. I never mind. Can we do the show? I was about to tell a story that I've already. Yes, we can. Can, can we, we do the show? All right, sweet. Because I've got, I've, I've got some revelations that I want to drop. Not revelations. I'm going to use the podcast to solve my own problems. <laughs> what? Well, that? That's why we made it, right? So we could solve exactly it strap in, strap in, crunch, okay, because cool. yep. we're we're going deep. Um. <laughs> so if you might remember from last week. I was talking about how there was going to be a party at my house on Holy Thursday, and mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily the most excited about it. Do you recall? I do recall. Okay, good. Um, and so I so here's the here's the skinny right. So I went to Holy Thursday Mass, which is at seven, right? And I stayed afterwards for some adoration till about nine thirty or so. Um, but I was in my church clothes, and I wanted to stay for more adoration. But I I needed to change out. I was uncomfortable, right? So I went home before the party started, changed out of my church clothes, came back. I was in my nice my nice fake pants, um, big old t shirt, just chilling with Jesus for until midnight when they uh, when they put Jesus away. And then I didn't really have anywhere else to go because all of my friends were either asleep or studying or you know not available to entertain me. And so I had to go back to my house. Because uh, I didn't have anywhere else to go, and I walk into the house, and of course there's a rager happening. Right, there's like 50 people in the living room, and I walk in the back, and everyone's like, "Oh, Stevie, what's up? How's it going?" And I was praying super hard, like, "How do I deal with this situation? Do I just walk straight to my room? Like, I don't really want to stay too long down at the party because it's. I mean, I just witnessed like Christ being put away, essentially like Christ's, you know, symbolic death." Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really in the mood uh, to talk to anybody or like hang out or whatever. And so 
I kind of just like said hi to a few people as I walked in and I just kind of walked through the kitchen and straight up my stairs and went um, to my bedroom. I just kind of hung out there until everybody had left and then I went downstairs, helped clean up a little bit, drove some people home and then went to bed. And my roommate told me, he said, Ethan, you seemed like a bit of an angry curmudgeon as you were walking in. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you just walked in, you looked <laughs> down and you just went straight up to your room. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a, it's a party on Holy Thursday. What'd you expect? And he, him and I kind of got into a discussion about kind of the ways that I had been acting around certain groups of people recently um, and saying that I had been angry a lot. And so my question is, is that how do we, well, the reason I was angry is because one, there was a party at my house on Holy Thursday and two, I didn't really like the group of people that was there. Um, (laughs) And so the question then becomes, how do we, or how do I evangelize to people um, that I don't like? And how do I avoid being angry um, in these types of situations? And he didn't, my roommate didn't intend for this conversation to lead there, but it's kind of in my own prayer, my own reflection is kind of what I stumbled upon. Um, yeah. something that like we needed to talk about. And so there's the backstory that was really long, but what are your initial thoughts? Um, because I literally, so like, why? Yeah. My, my initial, my initial thoughts are why don't you like them? Like what exactly is it about them that you don't like? Um, uh, well, I don't just want to talk about me the whole time cause we always do this, but, uh, oh, well, no, like my, well, okay. I guess, I guess what I'm searching for is like the word annoyance, you know, the people that just, like, rub you the wrong way? Yeah, it's – well, it's a little bit like that, but at the same time, it's kind of like in this group of people, it seems like my faith is just a bit of a novelty, you know, that gotcha, a, yeah. a lot of them aren't really um, very strong in any kind of faith. And a few of them are, um, but they act differently than I would. And so I feel like sometimes I'm being patronized and uh, that kind of thing when I talk to them. And so yeah. – it's really hard for me to interact with them because I really don't like them. And I don't feel like they understand where I'm coming from. Does that make yeah. sense? And so I just like, overall, I just want to know, like, I think we should address how to talk to people and like evangelize to people that we don't get along with. Cause even okay. like inside the cat, yeah, inside the Catholic sense. circle, it's hard to talk to people and evangelize to people that maybe we're not friends with. You know what I mean? I mean, I always I struggle with this myself. Like the people that I don't necessarily want to talk to, or the people like when when people do stuff that I don't necessarily like. I, for instance, I hate when people whistle in public. It's one of my least favorite things. Very, it's not public. Sorry. <laughs> um, what like in the student center, someone's whistling like really loud. I'm like, why does everyone need to hear your whistling right now? Why is anyway? Can but you not whistle? Annoyance. Is that the problem? I can whistle. Do you want me to prove it? No, please don't. No, you don't. Okay, so my I, and I, I was I was thought, I was pondering one day. I was like, why why do we get annoyed? Like, is is it their fault? Is it my fault? And I realized like annoyance, being annoyed, is just like this prideful assumption that other people need to do what I want them to do. You know? Yeah. It's like being being annoyed is just like someone else's actions are affecting me, and that's because because they affect me, they need to stop. And that's a good that's a good. Uh, idea to look to use introspectively as opposed to like look at someone else like well if you're annoyed with me you just want me to do what you but like so like always always use that on yourself never other people yeah um but yeah so like when yeah i don't know what do you, what do you think about that i, think I, I had fair. another train but i forgot where it was going <laughs> that's okay the train's yeah. left the station um as far as annoyances <laughs> go like 
I do get annoyed, but I don't think I like that annoyances don't prevent me necessarily from evangelizing. Maybe they do. I think it's just a culmination of annoyances are lead me to not liking people. Yeah. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, and, and, so, and so my my question is, and this is something that I'm still praying about, like the only real answers that I can get is like first of all, we should like always pray pray for these people, right? And pray for our own hearts mm-hmm. and for our own um what do you call it? Like dispositions. Um, so that, you know, we can be filled with the Holy spirit in all of our interactions, um, with everybody, not just the people we like, it's so easy to evangelize to people that we like. Um, especially like if you're doing high school ministry or something, it's so much easier to gravitate towards the high schoolers that you get along with or that you see yourself in than those that you don't. And that applies to everybody. It's just amplified on that level. Everyone. Yeah. And so I think praying for everybody that you meet on a daily basis in one way or another is super important and specifically praying for the people that you're closer with than like a complete stranger, but only see in certain settings, like the group of people I'm talking about there. I'm in an organization with them and we like do stuff for the university and we recruit high schoolers and all these things. And, um, I see them fairly regularly, but they're not like my best friends, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the annoyance thing. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, it, if people like sin against you, you know, like or or yeah. they or they you know hurt you in some way, like you said, their faith is your faith becomes a novelty to them, or um, it just becomes like a point of debate. I know when I'm talking to some people, or like or they that my faith just seems to be like a point of debate. Like, oh well, what do you think about Martin Luther? I had a Protestant friend ask me that, like, like well, what do you what do you think about him? And so like Heretic. me being Catholic was yeah. <laughs> Done. Was con- conversation was- <laughs> over. Conversation over. Like, like I'm good with you. I'm good with you. I'm good with you. But Martin Luther is in is in my is on my list right now. He's on my list of people I'm just not good with. <laughs> anyway, we talked about this earlier. But we're not going down that road. So we're not. When, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. When 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 people do things that are that are even even if their annoyances aren't necessarily sinful, like whistling is necessarily sinful. But even if they it can be if they're obnoxious to you and they hurt your faith. Or they like they they desecrate the faith in front of you. Like yeah. you go back to like the the forgive them. They know not what they do, but don't say it in a way that makes you feel like you're the Messiah. You know, it's just they yeah. they honestly don't know, and that's not necessarily their fault that they don't know. You know, yeah. I think the you know? the big the, the second thing that I have written down is forgiveness. So like you hit that. That's good. Oh, yeah, there it is. Because I mean, that's, you hear it in the Gospels over and over again. Um, you know, it's pretty big. Forgive deal. them. Not seven times, but 77 times uh, if your brother sins against you, um, which is hard, which is really yeah. hard because it's it's so frustrating that they, they continuously do it. And what happens for me, I know, is that when there are groups of people that just keep badgering me about the faith or not badgering, yeah. but like, like I said, people will intentionally kind of patronize me for it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's difficult to forgive them every single time and i end up just getting bitter and angry and i think that's where that anger stems from and like my reluctance to kind of say hi to people and greet them in a normal way cuz there i could have i could have handled that party situation in a totally different way i could have gone in there and like said hello to everybody and then you know said you know sorry I, i'm busy i got to go upstairs and and do something you know like instead of just storming through like that but because of my 
my dislike and my lack of forgiveness towards these people because I, I my mindset was this is just a few days ago my mindset is that like they're all they're all sinners they don't have respect for Christ they don't there's no way that they love Jesus if they're partying on Holy Thursday like this is garbage you know I'm totally opposed to this that was my mindset like in all honesty and how now that I'm saying it like how stupid is that that like we just assume that people are like that yeah like you don't you don't know what their disposition is you don't yeah. know how open they are yeah and you don't which know how which is why it's, it's important general. to forgive yeah yeah you don't know how open they are in that in in general you know like a person is open to christ at like to a certain degree and you also don't know how open they are in that moment like sometimes people are really open to hear the gospel message like maybe they're feeling really down they need someone or maybe they're just really closed off and just hearing about jesus one more time is just gonna like put them like further away from the church so you never really know but you just gotta you just gotta kind of try and you gotta feel the room sort of with each individual person i mean i've told you the stories of parties that i've gone to right uh like i don't know have i talked about maybe. that on the show before i don't think you so have. like when i was in high school when i was in high school i had friends that liked to party and um yeah I boy would, i would go yeah i would like go to their parties and they were drinking underage and there was weed sometimes and it was like dope dude it it was a party that if I had gotten caught at, I would have gotten arrested. Like that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where I was. Um, and I don't really suggest this as a method for evangelization, especially if you're tempted to drink and smoke. I do. We need um, prison ministry from the inside. <laughs> from the inside of, of prison. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, like you, you don't, you don't know. I, I mean, I went in there and, and some, some people were really open to hearing about God when the topic would immediately turn to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they would all, they, they knew I was Catholic and that was somewhat of a novelty for them, you know, yeah, yeah. but they would ask me questions because they had questions for the Catholic church. And I, at that moment was a pretty good representative of the Catholic church. And some people were like really open to the idea of God. They really respected me for my decisions to not drink. Like if, if say you had explained why you weren't going to continue the party, they'd be like, wow, that's really awesome that you honor the Lord's resurrection or the Lord's death in that way. That's actually really cool to kind of start to get them thinking. Yeah. Um, and other people would respond with, I'm going to punch you in the chest for abortion. That actually happened. <laughs> I got punched in the Was chest. Exact sentence in the name of abortion. Used, I'm going to yes. punch you in yes. the chest for abortion. That's the sentence he used. Yes. Like, he could have selected she, any other. She. she that's the sentence. She, she could have picked any other sentence in the English language and she chose, I'm going to punch you in the chest for abortion. Yes. And God, so gee. she, she, I was I was like standing there ready. I was like, "This is not going to be difficult." She hit me. She stumbled forward over to the counter. Yeah, there was a glass of Patron tequila. Heck yeah, a glass, which is not something you drink a glass of. She took one sip, went ugh, spit it back up, and then like fell asleep. It was it was pretty. It was pretty sad. I I was sad. That's that's kind Um, of hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. Just, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit funny that she tries to assault you, attempts to drink <laughs> vodka out of a cup, and then falls over and passes out. <laughs> that's that's really like funny. one of the only. That's one. Of the, I, have, I have another good story from that that party that I will. You got to remind me to bring up sometime on the podcast. It's pretty good. But we'll, I, we'll those, those we'll moments. Yeah, yeah, those moments of um, of talking to people who you know some of them really didn't like me as much and my faith was annoying to them and they looked and my the friend that invited me he he treated me as if i was a lesser person because of my political and religious views and but the people that he hung out with they didn't see that they 
they saw they saw a young person like them who had different views from them and they were interested especially after nine beers um <laughs> they were very okay. philosophical at that point you so that was that was a good that moment drank nine beers in one night no the, these these were older people actually uh they had all graduated oh, okay. at that point gotcha. yeah but they didn't know i was in high school um yeah <laughs> so. sneaking in undercover undercover high school a couple a couple of good parties they were all underage though they were all of them yeah hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this yeah that's a good point so yeah party party evangelization it's not for everybody but it's, it is not definitely not for everybody um but i think i think the key is so like outside of the outside of the party situation um which we've talked about a few times but just in general like casual conversation maybe you have a coworker, or maybe you have a a classmate or maybe you have um just some someone in your life that you see on a semi regular to regular basis and you just don't like them and they make you angry when you talk to them <laughs> because of either their disrespect for the faith. Maybe they're a lapsed Catholic and they have all these horrible notions about the church and you just have no idea how to love them. I, in my extensive research, have only found one way to love these people. And that is to fake it till you make it. <laughs> that the, that's the official, the, the official theological term. Uh, Ratzinger used it. We're going to use it. Uh, fake it till you make it because <laughs> our, our, like you said before, our, we didn't say it before, but you said it before, before our actions are who yeah. we are. Like what we do is who we are, you know? And so yeah. we have to act like we love these people and we have to say things that indicate that we love these people, even if we don't. Mm. Um, but if we want to, because God, because God does, <laughs> because God does. And if we want to, like that desire is on our hearts from God, um, mm-hmm. and God is calling us to love these people. Now, the whole the whole mixy uppy thing in my in my world in my mind is that on the inside, in the in the in the indoors of my body, um, I I feel very strongly called to like love all these people, right? And it's something that I should do, and it's something that the gospels are telling me to do, and it's kind of a newfound. Um, understanding of evangelization is to like, I need to love the people that I don't get along with. The problem is that my actions don't always reflect that. And so we have to change both the exterior and the interior to like, get this to work. You know what I mean? Like we can't just act forever, like fake it till you make it, not fake it um, with no intention of ever making it. Fake it forever. Fake and it then forever. Get to and Fake it forever. Like, Who are then, you again? Yeah. <laughs> and then Christ says he doesn't know you, and then you you sad. And then you yeah, it's not good. So what you got to do is you have to do if you it, it'll work one or two one of two ways. So you either not you don't have that love for them on the inside, and you just have to act like you do. And you just got to pretend like you do, and eventually that love will come. Or you do love them on the inside, but you just can't figure out how to how to do it on the outside. And so you have to continually pray and work on your interior life until you're in a place that you can show that um, outwardly, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that that made sense because I was worried that it didn't. <laughs> um, and no, so it's good. It, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of forgiveness, and you have, just got to fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. Because people people are super hard to to deal with, especially when they're disrespectful towards the faith, and they seem to treat you as some kind of freak. You know, some kind of yeah, like oh, you're not a normal person because you believe in this, that, and the other thing. Um, and granted, we are supposed to be set apart, and we are supposed to be different. And they should notice that, but it's hard sometimes when they don't respect it. Yeah. And that's, and that, and I think that's where the, a lot of the struggle comes from for a lot of people. I think one of our problems is that we expect to see evangelization through till the end in yeah. almost every, you know, and like that, that might be why we're not inclined to evangelize these people because we're like, well, they're way too far away from the church. Like, I'm, I mean, if I talk to them for the next five minutes, like they're not going to convert after five minutes and mm-hmm. you're right. They're not. Yeah. But like we're put in people's lives to affect as much change as we can in them. And I, I can say that I've helped the conversion of maybe like three people in a very deep and noticeable way that I knew in that moment that I was affecting their conversion. But over the course of my Christian life, I've affected the inner conversion and continual conversion of so many people that I didn't even realize that I did just by the way that I treated them and the way that I talked to them. And like my, my mother will hear from other mothers at the way that like I talked to their kid and helped them come to the church. And I don't, I don't even remember their names. So like I, I didn't, I didn't see their conversion through to the end, but it helped them. My actions helped them. So like even, even talking to someone at a party or taking a punch for abortion can help someone in some way, even if you know, if, even if you don't get to see, through the, see it through to the end. And I think it's a place of, it's a, it, it comes from maybe a place of pride to want to like meet someone on the street, and then in a year you're their confirmation sponsor. You know, that's kind of what we we imagine is that like we cause someone's conversion and we literally like drag them through the steps. But that's not how God operates. Um, who knows how many rivers they have to cross you just want to be you just want to make sure that you're the bridge not the wall yeah you know? well on on the flip side is i've i've definitely been the wall more times than i can count oh absolutely um, Same. because <laughs> like yeah you might hear from all these these hop hop hippin moms that are like oh my kid is doing so well um i've heard from a lot of people that will tell me or a couple people say hey ethan that thing that you said um that that made my brother not want to come to church anymore Wow. Or that thing that you said that made uh, my friend totally forget the idea of the Catholic faith, which weighs very heavily on my heart. And yeah, it's and those it's, things are going to happen. That's like that's that's, that's you, they want to make but, sure. Yeah, I I can't I can't I can only do my best. Um, and but sometimes like I fully admit that I don't do my best because I I do not act. Um, in a holy way. I don't act in a loving way. Yeah. And that causes some people to be pushed away from Christ. And that's on me. You know? And yeah, I got to ask for forgiveness for that and I got to deal with that consequence myself. But the only thing that I can do is move forward from here and make sure that it doesn't happen again to the best of my ability. You know, sometimes things happen, yeah. whatever. Um but I need to have pure intentions and then follow through on those intentions with pure actions 
and that's how souls are are, are going to be one but again not through my effort not to say that's through my effort it's all through the holy spirit um but yeah we rely on ourselves too much we do yeah i can't i can't do anything without without him um and that's where this all comes from sorry if that sounded super prideful earlier i'm not trying to say that it's all about me or that i'm the only reason that it works it's that (laughs) um i i have to make myself a vessel for christ in multiple ways so that i can receive him and also pour him out yeah yeah, I don't know. There's no way there's I mean there's there's no way that everybody saw my tweet so I'm going to respond to it. I was like, you know, like flesh and blood reveals nothing. You know when when Peter confesses that Jesus is the son of God, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but it was my father in heaven. You know like the the father sends the son to send the spirit. And the spirit is who we have to help us figure these things out and so we need to ultimately unite ourselves to the spirit. And unite ourselves to the Spirit's spouse, Mary, in order to better evangelize. Because those two want that soul more than you do. And especially when there's someone in your life who you want to convert more than anybody in the world, the Holy Spirit and Mary want that soul more than you do. So who are you to hold on to that person so tightly that they can't even get in? You know, you selfish jerk. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. I don't have any other thoughts. It was kind of a downer. That was a downer. Happy Easter, everybody. (laughs) Happy Easter. Dang it, this was all supposed to be about like how we're supposed to live with joy and convert people and love them. So all of you all of you Turns out we we made it about how everybody's gonna get sent to hell because they evangelize wrong. Sorry. (laughs) That was not the intention. Is Olivia coming into the church? Uh, do you, do you know you know Olivia from the, the thing? Yeah, I know I know Olivia from the thing. Uh, I is don't she, know. Is she is she coming in this year? I don't know. Well, if if no you idea. did, congratulations. If any if any of our listeners, anybody are, that's listening, yeah, our neophytes, then then tweet at us and we will we will celebrate in your full communion with us because we're very happy that that happened. Neophyte we'll is the name of a of a hardcore DJ. Fun fact. Yeah. Just, just putting that up. Anyway, I hope, I hope that was good. I don't know. I feel like I say that at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was good, and then we, and then we get our moms texting us like, "You did so good, sweetie. I, I loved your podcast this week." My, my mom, mom is, my mom is very me. behind on our podcast, so my Shout mom never out. texts me. Um, Do you have crunch of the week? Oh shoot! Stall for a minute. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, dude. I'm gonna beat you there. No, I'm you know gonna, exactly which one we're gonna do. Or do you really? Oh, you're I gonna know do exactly the, which one we're the Steve Dutzy one. Yeah, the one from Steve. Okay. Yep. Is it Dutzy or Dutzy? Dutzy or Dutzy? I don't know. So this one, I'm Wait, gonna do Crunch of the Week this week. You can't. I'm gonna do, do it. it. You can't. You can't. So this one comes from, from Steve Dutzy. Gosh darn it! <laughs> do you have it? I do. But if you want to right. read it, go ahead. I guess. Yes, I'm so excited. Happy Gosh. Easter. This one comes from Steve Dutzy. Dutzy? Dutzy. I laughed, I cried, I went to confession. You're right, neither can you. Some random internet stranger on Catholic Twitter sent an angry at, insisting I listen to The Crunch. So out of a feeling of obligation and slight concern for my life and safety, I finally decided to do so. Ethan and Pat deliver the hardcore, cutting-edge Catholic insights this world has been demanding for years. These guys bleed for the faith and eat sins for breakfast. It's Crunch-themed. I like it. Watch out, the devil. I think we found our first two patron saints of podcasting. If you call yourself a Catholic... Take that, Luke and Gomer. (laughs) 
If you call yourselves a Catholic but haven't checked out Team Pethan's podcast, then you should feel terrible about yourself, and also I'm embarrassed for you. Boom! That's great. That was a good review. And this is from the guy who tweeted about hating podcasts three times since 2014, I checked. I'm glad that you checked. You're a bit neurotic. (coughs) Well, I I saw that tweet, and I I saw the name of the guy on the review, and I was like, wait, this can't be the same guy. And so I, like, looked up Steve Dutzy, Dutzy, and podcast, and I found, like, four tweets. Dutzy. Dutzy. Anyway. Um, So if you're listening. So, yeah, that's Crunch of the Week. We didn't get any emails this week. Um, we still have that one that we're going to talk yeah. about at some point from you. Um, but if oh, you crap, but like, we forgot to do that other guy's email. That's what I just said. We'll do it at some point. Yeah, we'll do it at some point. Um, but if you'd like to send us an email with any type of question or thing that you'd like us to discuss, uh, email me at ethan at thecrunchcast.com or patrick at uh, patrick at thecrunchcast.com. Um, yep. Patreon. Patreon's going well. We're up to seven patrons at $99 per month, which is wild. I can't see who the patrons are. Because I'm not the administrator of the page, but... And i got to figure uh, out how to do that. Oh, wait, I figured... Yeah, no, I figured out how to do that. You can add yourself. Can you just email me? Yeah, I can. I, I gave we'll you the happen. email address and password, like, two weeks ago. Sorry. Anyway, but, we're at 99, uh, so and if you, you would like... Yeah. If you would like to become the reason why we have $100 instead of $99, that'll be super exciting, and there will probably be some kind of special thank you. I don't know, I'll, like... I'll call you and thank you. I don't know if that's if that's what you want. Also, also, just another small shout that's out. What, um, uh, that's what Matt Frad does. To my, for, to my yeah. friends, um, Sam Petty and Allie Dalton, who are engaged, um, I will be, first of all, reading at their wedding. Second of all, um, they're going to start a YouTube channel at some point, and they're going to be like the next That Catholic Couple, which is really cool. Um, but they, they donated some... Uh, some some money to the to the podcast. I went to go get lunch with Sam, and he he gave me some some nice money. So, thanks thanks to friends of the show, Sam and Allie, because uh, you're doing great work, and I love you both. I and missed all of the story. I missed yeah. all of that story up to that point. So I'll listen to the podcast and uh, that's okay. Get that story. So and <laughs> thanks to everybody that that donates. We really appreciate it. Uh, we should be getting some nice equipment in the mail uh, on Monday. So I'm pumped. That's exciting. Yeah, you already bought it. Yeah, I did. Oh, sweet. Okay. I didn't, I didn't let you know. Then. I didn't tell you. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> All right, cool. I control the finances. That's just how it works. Is there anything else? I mean, I'm good. I'm pretty much down. Sweet. Um, I hope you all have a great Easter. Have a great Easter week, great Easter octave, uh, great time with your family. Um, yeah, that's about it. Sorry that this episode was kind of a downer. I hope it was good. I hope it worked. I hope it gives you something to think about and pray about um, mm-hmm. in your daily interactions with uh, the people that you work with, live with, and uh, do things with. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see you on cool. Divine Mercy Sunday. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you on the Twitters. <laughs>
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.